scroll too high, can't sit in my seat Queens Park and blur wave high, Hakiki Just jump, just finish, rewind and repeat You thought I was done, I'm just getting started man Yeah, I'm the one, Mr. Triple Double Robinson Said this before, I'm an Hey everyone, my name's Rob Maiolo, and welcome to this week's episode of the High Hikiki Podcast, podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life. And today I have an incredibly, incredibly special guest, my good buddy that I used to work with, and I don't work with anymore, but we're still friends, my buddy Bevan. How's it going, man? Hey Rob, pretty good. How are you? Pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. I miss you around work, bro. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the, the first thing I, I want to say out loud. Like, I miss you around work, man. Oh, I don't thanks, hang out man. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I miss you guys too. It was, a, it was a good ride. We had a good dynamic, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, at least we can hang out outside work, which is nice. At least we can hang out now, yeah. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> um, so why don't we start off, why don't you tell people kind of who you are, what you do, that type of thing. Sure, um, do you want me to just go back, far back, or just like, you know, just fresh? As much, uh, let's say the past few years, what's okay. happened then? Yeah, so the past few years, um, uh, okay, I'll start here. I moved from India to Canada on a study permit um, in search of new, uh, new life or like a different place to study and see what the different culture is. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay here for any longer. My whole plan was uh, go to Canada, study there for a year, maybe work for a year and then go back home. And, and it's been four and a half years now. I, I don't know. Oh, seem to be going home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going home anytime soon. So I originally moved here for study purposes. I liked being here. I applied for like a work permit. Um, and, I, and then I've been working here in the same company ever since. And while I was here, I also started to see that I do have a lot of free time on my hand, um, which is why I started um, YouTube channels specifically for uh, international students or people who are trying to come into Canada and try to help them. Um, slowly that channel grew. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm trying to like change the channel, uh, but we'll talk more about this going forward. But um, what I also started doing more recently um, due to the pandemic is since everyone is working from home, um, so am I, uh, I do get like about two and a half, three hours a day back to myself. And this is where uh, I was like, the first few weeks I was just playing games, like watching Netflix and wasn't, was being just a waste man. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start doing a podcast uh, with my fiance because she was also out of work and she was also getting bored. So this was something that we could do together. And especially since um, she's in the States in Boston. So this was our way of like connecting and being productive and like doing something at least meaningful throughout the week. Right on. That's cool. So why don't we, before we get into your pod, why don't we talk about your uh, YouTube channel a little bit? I'll yeah. even share the screen so the folks can see. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, there we go, right? Um, you can so see. yeah, oh, you're doing pretty good. Almost 5,000 subs. Almost five. Uh, my, my plan is to reach five by the end of the year. So December 2020, 5,000. That's my goal. Nice. Okay. What, uh, what strategy do you have for trying to get more followers? Or do you even think about that? I kind of don't think about that as much. Um, so this specific channel, um, let me go back into a little bit of history. I always had like a YouTube, uh, running a YouTube channel background. Before I started this channel, I, I had a channel back in India with my friend and a partner, uh, which was based on everything like phones and technologies in India. So we would review new gadgets or new cell phones, um, some like unique printer or something like that, anything related to like technology. Uh, basically, NKBHD 
type of stuff, but for Indian uh, Indian categories specifically, not like worldwide. So it was okay. a very India-based niche channel, um, and that's been going pretty good. Like it was solid when I flew here. We were at about ninety-eight thousand subscribers. So I had like a good background. We started the channel. So I joined the channel around 30,000 subs. So uh, I, I saw the channel grow from 30,000 to 100,000 almost. And then oh. I decided to move here and I still wanted to be a part of that channel. Um, so I kept on doing a few reviews here and there, but then there was a big disconnect uh, with the markets that's in India. And I was here. I, I wasn't up to date with the market or the phones that were being launched there or what people needed. Mm-hmm which is when I decided to stop being a burden on that channel. But it was just me tagging along with my friend at that time. Like after like six months of being in Canada, it was becoming just him doing all the work and me just maybe doing the uh, thumbnails for YouTube. So I decided to just leave that as is, not be a burden. And the next few months I was just like, because I had so much time on my hands now because I was doing nothing, um, I, I saw a void here that people coming uh, from different countries had no place to ask questions or no place to get information from, which is why I, that was my first reason to start a YouTube channel. So I could talk about my experience, share my experience um, and maybe help a few people here and there. And um, so that's been going great. Um, And as soon as I started my YouTube channel, I realized this was like a hot topic I got. 2000 subscribers like like this without even realizing I, I was gaining subscribers. Whoa. And to answer your point, do I even track the subscribers? Uh, I don't. Um, it's kind of, YouTube was never like a hobby or, or something that I wanted to pursue. This was just something I wanted to do to, to make use of my time. I'm someone who doesn't like passive consumption of content. I would rather be on the other end and actively create content for other people to consume. And being in being a part of the YouTube channel, I, I was in the habit of filming, editing. And the other thing is I, I love editing videos. So since I had no work, I started to get work for myself by making these informative type videos on what the process is, um, how to do, how to get some things done, what is a better way to do those. Once you are in Canada, where you can go, what are the resources available to you, those kind of videos. And that channel took off like right away. Wow. So what, what, when you're thinking about making a YouTube video, what kind of goes into that thought process? So it depends. Um, you can make YouTube videos for your own liking, or you can make YouTube videos depending on what, what is the demand out there? Um, you have to realize what you have to first answer this question. Why are you making the YouTube videos? Is it something that you enjoy or is it something as you want to pursue as like a hobby or as something you want to start, which could help your business or you want to make that your business. So if it's something uh, for business purposes or you want to develop a side career out of it, think about the demand for the topic. You might love cat videos, but there might not be demand for cat videos, which I don't think is correct, but just an arbitrary example. You might love X, but the demand for X is like maybe six people and your channel might never grow. Uh, That's that's like the tip of the iceberg. The problem arises when you keep putting all that effort into creating the videos and making the channel and you don't see any uh, outcome or you don't see any subscriber growth or viewer growth. And then it becomes a process of just self-wear and tear and just self-doubting and it creates a toxic environment around yourself. So you have to answer those questions first. Like, why are you, 
why do you even want to be on the channel or why do you want to be on the interwebs? Because I don't even know there's like millions of YouTubers out there making millions of videos every, every single day. And it's easy to get lost in the sea of content if you don't have a purpose. So find your purpose. And then based on that, you can, um, you can think about your next step. Would that be your advice to people who are, who have a YouTube channel and it's not going that great or, you know, they'll post a video and four people will watch it. Would that be your advice to them? Just like, remember why you're doing it and remember the reasons that you created a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are someone who already has a YouTube channel, remember why the, as you mentioned, remember why you created a YouTube channel in the first place. Is it something, for example, your YouTube channel, your channel's main purpose is to create a funnel for your product. Mm-hmm. So you're, you, you don't intend to monetize any of your videos if you get money out of it, which is great, but your main purpose is to take people from point A, which is the internet people are looking for beard oil and then direct them with some interesting content that you can provide and direct them towards your uh, Amazon page or Etsy page. Um, as, and as long as you are getting sales or revenue out of that whole process, I guess you are winning because that, that was the whole purpose of creating the YouTube video. You might not get millions of views. You might be stuck at like 10 views, but if six out of those 10 people bought the product, you have a 60% conversion rate. That's, that's a very difficult thing to achieve on the internet. People have like 10 to 12% of conversion rate. So yes, your views, maybe just 10 views, but then six people bought the product. (laughs) Yeah. Which is ultimately what matters. So knowing your own metrics is important too. Yes. Like you, you have to make sure why you are doing this. Once again, remember the purpose. Right. So why don't we take a look at one of your view, uh, one of your videos? Yeah. So if we go on like your homepage and we look at maybe some of your popular ones, mm-hmm. what yeah. kind of went on into these ones? So you have one for top five luggage hacks. Was yeah. it you put yourself in the position of someone who was traveling to Canada, for example, and you remember not knowing what to do, so you were trying to offer them value? A hundred percent. Very accurate. Um, so I, I moved here. This was a year into me being here. And then I, I, I realized that a lot of things I was missing, even though I planned all the things that I needed to bring here, because a lot of things we don't get here that I get in India and which I kind of need. And that was my whole like motivation to make this video. I had no script in mind. I had no setup in mind. The only thing I knew was, Hey, uh, I missed out on these few things and I'm very thankful to whoever suggested me to get these things here. Uh, I, no script. I just, started my phone. I don't even have a camera to this day. Started my phone and just started talking. And this was like the, this is the video which has like the least effort put into this. If you look behind me, my bed sheets is also not like properly taken care of. I just woke <laughs> up and I started recording and I never thought this video would get something like 50, 60,000 views. Like this just blows my mind. And there are a few videos, some of the most unpopular ones, the ones you see on the right hand side, I put a lot of thought into creating angles, doing color grading for the barbecue one. And then it has what, 186 views. <laughs> right. Do you think that's commonly um, something that people overthink is quality and stuff like that? Yeah. So I don't blame the people, but if you go to YouTube right now, you see the vloggers or you see 
anyone who's who's made it big or anyone who's famous for creating your kind of content that you're trying to do their production quality is like next level and then you trying to make a video watching it after with your janky setup and you kind of feel bad that why would anyone click on this video which is kind of correct kind of not like it it's a very saturated market right now people who made it big in their specific niches have made it big and it is difficult to compete right now right um, just because they are good they have been good and when they were good they did not think about the actual uh, uh, post production or the other fluff that goes into their video when they were good what made them good was their content but youtube's been out for so many years now like within the past 6 7 years i've seen youtube go mainstream media mm-hmm. um, and these people who started when youtube was new have grown with youtube and have become well known they do have that advantage and they do have that kind of resources to pull off those kind of post edits and they are already good at content creation so it kind of makes it difficult for someone who's starting new to compete with them um, i would still say focus on content rather than all the fluff that comes after mm. um, this is what i still follow on my own channel yes i try to post all the angles and try to post uh, and try to edit and color grade after the post is done but that is not what i did initially um and i still so this is the thing like those people get those kind of videos and those kind of shots because they do put in money their equipment cost in hundreds of thousands of dollars but they are also making at least that much or more we don't know that but they might they are making at least that much just from youtube ad revenue so they can afford to put money from their business into their business in the form of equipment whereas someone who's starting new who is doing this as a side hustle you don't want to take the income from your day job and put say 5 grand into your youtube channel when you have like five subscribers yeah and this is what i practice with my own channel like um so i i'm using a a mic right now like a lav mic i did not have a mic for the longest time i was just relying on my earphones and then i got my first check from youtube for $80 or $100 that's the threshold so 80 wow. american 100 canadian after a year and a half of doing the youtube channel um, this was the first purchase i did like the mic was the first purchase because i know audio is important and that's why i used to wear earphones um, because i know audio is important um, i bought this thing and it's it's been useful at least i know that the content i put out in terms of audio is great now and the Perfect. other side benefit is i I decided to do a podcast. I don't have to invest invest in something you already have a mic. Yeah, it worked out. So anyone who's I guess paralyzed by the idea of that they want to start a channel but they don't have the equipment to you that's just that's no just an excuse. Yeah, that's yeah. just an excuse that like equipment comes after. If you are good at storytelling, if you are good at like capturing the audience attention, that that's it. Like some of these videos you see we just we were looking at one of the first videos that I made that has like 60,000 views. it was recorded using my uh, my iphone it's like yeah. an old iphone not even the new ones with all the even stabilization and stuff yeah uh, so that just goes to show that yes content is still the king if you have the fluff well and good if you don't if your content is good if if people want to listen to what you are trying to say you will get the views and once you get the views in uh, it's difficult to not just sit back and relax okay fine i have 60k views I'm done I'm going to be famous that's when you start to decline so once you have views 
make sure to go into YouTube analytics and see what's working, why people are watching that video. Uh, you have the option to search, uh, you have the option to see what people search when they, when they bring up your video or what were they viewing before they jump to your video. So once you have a video that flew, maybe all your videos are getting 100 views and one gets 5,000 or 3,000 views. It is obviously higher than all the other ones. Go into that video, look at the keywords, look at where people are coming from. It even shows other external websites where people are coming from. And someone might find people are coming from Pinterest. I have zero views from Pinterest. So I, I don't want to put my energy in uh, side publishing content on Pinterest. Most of my views come from Facebook. So that is where I concentrate uh, publishing or putting stories out. So that's the other thing. Once you have the content and once you get that lucky break, like one video, you just have to double down on what you did correct in that video. Right Right, so you just keep doing what's working and try and keep replicate what's that working. magic. hundred percent. Right on. So now that you do have some equipment, what do you have? A, a webcam and a mic and yeah. So I still film using my phone. No, no camera as of yet. Okay. Um, no light. I just sit right next. Like I have like a huge window in front of me. So this is where I sit and record most of my videos. So I, I try to get all the shooting done when I have natural light. The most I do is put like a butter paper on my window if there's harsh light to soften it, but that's about it. And then I have the lav mic. So these, so these videos here, yep. let's go back to, sorry, your other one. This was all done after the ad done. This was just done on your iPhone. Just my iPhone and just behind my iPhone, I have my windows, like my regular windows. Wow. And this that's is like very good quality for bright. IPhone day in the afternoon so the hard light was super harsh all i had to do was put butter paper so i don't get those like harsh sunlight hitting my face wow that's incredible so yeah i think so you're absolutely cementing that anyone who has no equipment it doesn't matter like i was in the same boat i was trying to find equipment first i tried to buy like a used camera but um, I, so I spoke to my dad before I purchased the camera because my dad's a photographer and a lot of what I know in editing and video recording is from him. So I asked him, Hey, this is the camera. This is under my budget. What do you think? And the first thing he did was ask the person how many clicks the camera has recorded. And he, he gave me a number for that specific camera model. He's like, if it's above this much, there's no point. It's going to break like within two months of use. Instead, save money and buy like a good one, a less used one, or it's better to buy a new one. So at that time, I was kind of disappointed, but I was also, my budget was not that much that I can buy a new one. I, I also did not want to buy something which is inside my budget and new, but not future proof. Like there were a few handy cams which I could buy there and there, but two years down the line, I, I knew they would be obsolete. So there was no point in spending money for that. Right, right. That's good. So I think our, our advice is to anyone who wants to start a page is just start making content with whatever it is you have. Just, yeah, just start making content. Once you start putting stuff out on the internet, uh, you can gauge, you will be your own master and uh, you can gauge if your content is actually required on the internet. Um, so two things happen. This way you save money by not fronting the cost upfront. And you also realize, oh crap, okay. I thought this was important, but clearly it's, it's not working. And then you might choose to deviate or try to change your methods and try to fine tune it until you find that sweet spot. Right on. 
So speaking of content, you started a new podcast from what I understand. Yes. So why don't you talk about that, kind of what it is and how you came about creating. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, <laughs> so that podcast is, has nothing to do with uh, people coming to Canada or travel or anything that has nothing to do with any of those things. Um, that podcast is uh, for people who are in long distance relationship. Uh, Whoops. Yeah. Uh, completely off topic. Something that I have no experience, like no experience in talking to people about. Uh, but the reason I started that podcast was a few things. Uh, so I, I, I told you my fiance, she's in Boston and she, she's doing her masters there. And we haven't met, we have been together for four and a half, five years now. And it's always been long distance when I started my, my journey or my career in Canada. And it's been real difficult and we were facing a lot of issues. We didn't know who to talk to. And within this four years, we kind of uh, learned how to be in a long distance relationship. Right. And clearly, we, when both of us went onto the internet, we found there was nothing. And for the longest time, we were trying to do something together, not the podcast, but like something together. And nothing struck us uh, until, uh, until the pandemic started silver lining for us, I guess. Um, she, she was working part-time uh, while she was doing her thesis. And because that was not a full-time, full-time job, they gave her minimal hours. And then after March, they were like, you know what, it's not, why don't you just concentrate on your thesis right now and finish? Um, we'll think about working after this is done. So they were like downsizing that, her company was downsizing. And um, so now she had a lot of time on her hands. Whereas me, on the other hand, I, I still had work. I was one of those fortunate people who did not get laid off. Um, and because we were working from home, I couldn't take time out. So my work life was creeping into my personal life and I couldn't find time to spend with her. Um, and that's when I, like one of, one of the weekends when we usually talk a lot, we decided, you know what, like, let's start doing this. Like we like talking to each other. We like talking to people. Like she also likes talking to people. She's also not afraid of talking to people on the internet. Right. So it kind of made sense. And she started listening to podcasts like recently. I've been listening to podcasts since like three years. So I was already like working on something for myself, but then she was also interested. She started that. She started seeing the growth and the value in the podcast and just like that, while we were having some, some stupid conversation, this just came up, hey, why don't we start talking to each other and publish it on the internet? And um, so the next question was, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that's usually and the biggest one. That's the biggest one. And like now when, when I look back at it, it seems stupid, but we spent like a full weekend discussing what we will talk about. And we never realized- <laughs> should have recorded that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's easy to connect the dots when you're looking back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that's when like we realized, oh crap, we've been talking about this. We've been dealing with issues and we found solutions. Um, and we have learned a little bit in the last four years. And we definitely know that there are people out there who are trying to find answers, who are trying to make this work. Um, let's start something on long distance relationship. So once that was solidified, we were like, okay, what would be the name? Because I've been listening to a podcast since forever. And I was like, okay, we need a catchy name or we need something catchy. Uh, we recorded one episode, like the pilot episode, just to introduce to people who we are and what we do and what the podcast is. And while we were recording, she just said, this is the long distance relationship show. 
I was like, you know what? Works straight to the point, easy to search, and you don't need to fine tune any SEO or, or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's in the title. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have six episodes now. It's been a fun ride. This way, I get to spend time with her, and I don't feel alone, or I don't feel that I'm I'm not spending time with her, kind of thing. So it almost sounds like the perfect scenario where it's almost like you're getting a lot of birds with one stone where it's, you're also, you're creating content, but you're having conversations with your fiance, which you would be doing otherwise. All you're doing now is just doing it on zoom, hitting yeah. the record button and uploading it on anchor and YouTube. And there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like we were talking to each other and sometimes we, we go deep in the topics which are really helpful for someone who's trying to work on a relationship or a long distance relationship. And a lot of times I feel like we should have this somewhere maybe take screenshots or record this so we can watch it and like learn from it because sometimes we forget our own words and we forget what we told. Sure. Um, yeah. What were some of the topics that you discussed so far? Um, just the basic ones of who we are, why did we decide to go into a long distance relationship? Uh, how do we work things out being in two different countries? Uh, things that we do together, air quotations, if you're listening, I'm not viewing. Because it's difficult to do things together when you live in two different countries, not even sure. cities. Yeah, yeah. That, I imagine that'd be very difficult. What would be like a, a headline piece of advice you would give to someone who's in a long distance relationship? Let's see. There's a few things that come to my mind. But if, if I was to choose one thing, hmm. um, you should want... So anyone who's in a long distance relationship should decide for themselves that they want to make it work. Everything else comes after. Trust comes after. Um, what you do together comes after. How often you'll meet, everything comes after. You should decide for yourself first that you actually want to do this and you should commit to yourself, not to your partner, but to yourself. Because it is difficult to break commitments that you do to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Foundation and reasoning is super important with anything you do, but especially something as difficult as a long distance relationship. And then the second, not, not the second, but like uh, auxiliary thing to you deciding that you want also talk to your partner and make sure they are on the same page too. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Like just make sure you, both of you are on the same page. Both of you want to make it work and both of you are willing to go through whatever it takes to make it work. It seems like communication would just be insanely important with oh, a long yeah. distance. It's always important, but especially with a long distance. Tell me about it. And if you are trying to have like an important conversation, do not text. Pick up the phone and call. Do not text. I have had numerous fights, numerous miscommunication because something you write can be taken in a wrong tone, which you didn't mean. Do not text. <laughs> yeah, needless arguments. Needless, needless arguments. Nice. So what do you think the future is for yourself in terms of a content creator? So you've got your page, your YouTube page, you've got your podcast. How do you think about the future in terms of, do you think about maybe tying them in together one day or do you keep them separate? How do you plan to grow both at the same time? Well, how much do you think about those things? I think a lot lately. Um, previously, when I was like occupied with my day job, Monday to Friday. Uh, that wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. But recently, I have a lot of time and I do a lot of these things more now. Uh, I'm starting to think, how do I put all of this under one roof? Um, so the first things, the first thing which I'm doing is trying to 
change the focus of my my own YouTube channel. Um, we discussed and we showed that originally I started my channel for giving tips to newcomers or someone who's trying to start their new life in Canada. But what I realized is since I have been through that phase and I'm no longer in that phase, it has become difficult for me to source information and information keeps changing every other quarter, even from the government's point of view. Um, so it was like a liability for me when I would go in and give my experience, but someone in 2020 trying to move here, applied that and maybe they got rejected or they had to pay extra money. It becomes difficult to keep up with the information that's coming out with all the other things that I'm doing. If this was my only job, I can spend time getting information every other Monday and keeping everyone up to date. But I, I'm in a place where I want to advance my professional career first. And YouTube is always like a hobby to me. So I never take it as like a, something that I should work on today and make plans. It's always on the go thing. So that, so I'm trying to change from, because I don't have access to as much information and I don't want to give the wrong information. Um, I'm trying to change it from advice to newcomers to a similar lifestyle channel where I, where I talk about productivity a little bit about finances and just showing people around Canada or Toronto and the neighboring areas. That's so it's like a mix of say travel productivity and personal finance. I'm still trying to define what my channel would be because these three are like separate niches altogether. People have travel channels, people have personal finance channels and productivity channels. Uh, I I'm thinking I should rather be uh, doing a channel for one specific topic where I can uh, narrow down on rather than being jack of all trades. Right. So yeah. Still in the deciding phase. I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I think that's a tough decision for a lot of people. So I think a lot of people are pretty good at a couple of things. Yeah. So it's, it's easy if you're the best accountant in the world, yeah. then you can make an accounting page. But if you're pretty good at a few things and you're interested in a few things, it's difficult to know kind of where to target. What would be your advice to someone who's struggling to find that? Let's see. Um, try making videos. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just giving you the advice. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, try doing a little bit of everything in the beginning. See what catches up. Because um, just because I like personal finance doesn't mean I'm good enough at passing on that information to random people on the internet. So that's one thing. And also, is there a need for people making videos on personal finance. That's the other thing. But the second part is not something you can kind of improve or control that is out of your hands. The first part is kind of something that you can control. Are you able to convey the message that you know in your head to like, say 50 other people? If you are able to work it out, refine it and put it out on the internet in a way that people can consume it and it helps them, adds value to their life, then you decide which one you should do because I'm pretty sure you, People who are good at like five, six things are maybe only very good at uh, passing on that information to other people in maybe two out of six things. Right, right. So yeah, it's not just what are you good at, what are you interested in? It's also what are you able to convey, yes. make content on. That's a, there's a lot of very There's a lot of different things. And uh, you also have to realize each kind of um, niche requires a different kind of editing. A personal finance is just you sitting probably and talking to the camera and then you have to do a lot of animations around here. Something pops up here. So you, you have to realize 
if you don't have an editor or if you are not uh, in a position to pay someone to edit your videos, you are the one who has to put all the post work after the recording is done. The very underestimated how much yeah. work goes into that. That takes a lot of time. Recording a video is easy. You, you know that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this will be, what, 40 minutes? And then that's yeah. the easy part. That's easy part. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Especially people who do those travel blogs or vlogs, mm. rather. The host in those is incredible. Yeah, that's what I, so those are the videos that are getting more attention for my channel right now. But what I've found out is um, if I'm traveling to some place and say, for example, crossing that bridge, a nice bridge, a historic bridge or whatever it is, takes like maybe an hour while you're taking pictures and other things. Uh, someone who wants to create a travel vlog has to understand that you have to walk, set up your camera, come back, start walking put a tripod in there, take a time lapse, that one hour crossing of bridge would be like easily three, three and a half hours. Right. And if you're traveling with a group of people or with your significant other who is not into that kind of stuff, then yeah. you risk being called out or, you know, no one would maybe invite you the next time. <laughs> yeah, very true. Do you have any advice for when you're doing post editing, how to decide what stays and what doesn't. So let's say you go to the park and you yeah. have four hours of footage, but you want a 10 minute YouTube video. How do you decide kind of what stays and what goes? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see if, if this is something like a new park that has just opened in your city or your province or something like that, you might want to take up. So yeah, the first thing, as you mentioned, take more footage than you think you require. If you think this is good enough, one shot is good enough, take four different shots. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen when you go and post and you start realizing, oh crap, I missed this. This yeah. is not perfect. So take way more footage than you are supposed to take. And once you come back, um, you have to decide what is your um, direction of the video. Are you trying to show people what's new about the park? Or are you trying to show people just a walkthrough of how the park is? Or there are some new um, installments in the park and you specifically want to focus on those things because they are nowhere else. So once you decide what direction you want to work for the video, then you can start deciding, okay, fine. I, I just want to show people that this is the new park. This is how to do things. I might take out, I should take out content that says, okay, this is a new swing maybe or whatever this is. And then just go into details about that swing. Someone who just wants to see what's in the park is not interested in the fluff about the swing. Right. So you have to decide what the title of the video is and what your direction of the video is and just remove everything that's fluff, even though it's important to you. Right. Going in with a game plan sounds very important. Not just, I'm going to film and then figure it out yeah. later. Like those videos are like good, but those are the ones which don't get a lot of views because they try to do everything in one video. Right. And it's tough to watch a two hour video on a park. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. True. Cool, man. Well, this was awesome. Why don't you kind of tell people where they can find you, your podcast, your page. I'll share screen your page Thank right you. now, but where can they find your podcast? What's it called? All those things. Sure. Um, so yeah, you can find me on YouTube and just search for my name, Bhavan Merchant, as you can see on the screen right now. Um, the podcast I have is available everywhere, like possibly every other podcast app that you use. And it's called The Long Distance Relationship Show. Difficult, not difficult to miss out. And um, what else? You can follow me on Twitter um, at Bhavan Merchant. Uh, I like to engage on Twitter the most. Um, 
So those are the three places where I'm like more active. And if you follow my YouTube channel, there are links or on my Twitter, you will find places to follow me on Instagram and Snapchat if you're into those kind of things. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate this. Appreciate your time. Good luck with the new pod. Good luck with your page. Looking forward to watching your videos. Thank uh, you. We'll talk soon, man. Thank you for having me on the show, Rob. Take care, brother. Talk soon. All right. Peace.